Kathy West, Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation here in San Diego, California. Welcome, Kathy. Good to have you with us. Delighted to be here, Art, yeah. in our perfect weather. Another 85-degree day in San Diego. Oh, no, oh, it's, you know, it's, the, it's, I don't know, December 10th, the 12th or 13th or something, and it's 80 degrees. We don't, we don't talk about that very much, you know, because oh, yeah. there's people shoveling, shoveling snow while they listen to this, so we, we try and keep that to ourselves, but... It's a beautiful 80 degrees out here today in San Diego, and it's like summertime, so we're going to have parking problems down at the beach, right, uh, <laughs> on days like this. So good to have you with us. Kathy, uh, how, how long have you been with the foundation? 16 years. 16, sweet 16, sweet I guess. 16. So 16 <laughs> years. Um, Kathy uh, has got a special, um, uh, she's, she's special in my heart. Um, not a lot, a lot of people know this, but I will tell you guys, I've had epilepsy since I was 14 years old and uh, pretty much controlled uh, up until about a couple of months ago when I got really sick on a business trip in, in London and had some challenges. And the first person I call is I pick up the phone and I call Kathy. And she got me hooked up with uh, some folks right away. And so I've seen her serve people and a lot of kids. You, you have served kids in ways that um, I can't even imagine uh, kids that are that are having seizures 10, 15, 20 a day and and you serve those kids and help them deal with that that life and the parents that are involved and and we've been part of the foundation now for quite quite some time and just love the work that, that you do. So tell people why do you do what you do? So, somebody asked me and I actually love the work and helping serve people. And I love the people that I get to be around, mm. including present company. And if you get to call me a hero, then I get to call you Braveheart. Oh, Braveheart, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's, you have to live a pretty brave life when you have epilepsy. People don't sometimes talk about it. And so that's why we focus on youth too, mm-hmm. is because we want to change that for people with epilepsy. It's right. just something else that you live with and all those families that are out there, it's kind of a spectrum disorder. So some people live with, as you said, 15 to 20 seizures a day. Mm-hmm. And other people can take medication and, and, and life can take them wherever they'd like to go. And I want to be along for that ride and help them get to where they'd like to go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, let me, you know, we've experienced uh, the gingerbread uh, gala every year. Tell, tell the folks a little bit about what you do in that event and then I want to share the story about Emily from a couple years ago. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So um, we have this wonderful, what's a public awareness event in around the holidays, it's called Gingerbread City Mm -hmm. and kind of an artistic endeavor as well. Pastry chefs compete for a prize and they create gingerbread masterpieces. 
So these aren't your run-of-the-mill gingerbread houses. They spend hundreds of hours creating them. And it's all to create awareness for epilepsy. It captures the attention of the media. Mm -hmm. And we get to talk about the epilepsy message inside of that and exactly. all the stories connected to that. And, um, and that's where we raise maybe about a third of our income so that we can continue our free programs and services for the all of San Diego County. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it is a special event. And, and when you talk about creating a gingerbread, uh, folks, I'm going to give you a, vi a visualization. Take your your uh, yardstick if you if you have one, or, or pull it out three feet. These things are like three feet by three feet, or some are two feet by four feet. Um, we'll we'll post something on the uh, with the podcast a picture of one of them. Uh, it's amazing work that they do and generate stuff, and so. And it's um, no height limitation, actually. No, well, that's true, yeah. We've yeah. had a seven-foot-tall Eiffel Tower before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing, amazing event, and it brings people together from the community, uh, from all spectrums. And you've had some people involved in that for many, many, many years. Um, and when we first found out about it, we thought, hey, this sounds pretty cool. And uh, we attended, and we've been... We, you sucked us in, and now we're in for good. So we, we never miss it, right? I mean, we hardly ever, I think I've missed one um, since we started attending. But um, Kathy, tell me the work you, you guys do with, with kids that face this, this well, situation. <clears throat> we try to transform people's lives. Mm -hmm. So wherever they are, we try to meet them and find out what they might need. So for children that are coming to us, we want to go into the classroom and let their and talk about epilepsy now they might not have shared that with other people but we can train them and their friends what, what if somebody in your classroom has a seizure what, do you know what to do mm -hmm. we also help with the administration so that's the teacher and the school nurse and we train the school school nurses as well but for that child of epilepsy we we have support groups and we have support groups for parents probably the most important thing is that they find out that they're not the only one that has epilepsy. Exactly. And that right. sometimes takes until you're 60 or 70. But we want to make sure that we, we get the word out there for everybody that, that doesn't, you don't need to live your whole life alone. Mm -hmm. And that you can come to our family events and meet somebody else with epilepsy. Right. And your parents can meet someone else who has a child with epilepsy. And so the sharing begins there. We also have an expressive arts therapy program, which is very unique. No one in the country has it. It's, and it's pretty cool stuff. We get to see yes. that almost every year at the, at the Gale, don't we? Yeah. Yes, because it in, involves music, dance, poetry, visual arts, and drama. And so we try to engage our, our young people, whether that's at our fashion show or our gala, mm -hmm. and if they dance or if they read poetry or if they like to speak. And we also feature the visual art that the students, the children do as well at the, at the gala. So I have a young hero that's part that I met uh, probably three, four years ago now, right, uh, in Emily. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, the, the expressive arts that you've, you've, you've gotten kids involved in, you've got a special student that's really latched onto that. So why don't you share a little bit about her story? I met her three or four years ago. No limits there with Emily. Okay, okay, she's, good, okay. She's just... I just, when I saw Emily, I don't know if you remember this at the gala, our, our PA system went down for a little while. I, I wanted you to share the story because this is, <laughs> how old was she when that happened? She's probably 11. She was probably 11. And I, with the composure of, 
I don't know. She could be the president of the United States as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah, when you listen to this story, she's 11 years old. She's probably in front of a couple hundred people Mm -hmm. in a ballroom that's that's decorated for Christmas and got beautiful people and, and things around it. And she's on stage, 11 years old. So tell the story about what happened to Emily. Well, she was in the middle of, you know, sharing epilepsy. And she hadn't really shared that before with a whole group of people. And then no sound. So we had a break for about 20 minutes. And then she was so little at the time, we had to use a little step so she could stand up at the podium. I remember that. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was on her toes and on a step. And mm-hmm. she stood up to the moment. And she... You would never know from when she stopped and we had no PA to when she started and and uh, and continued to share her story. She didn't skip a beat. She didn't. And <laughs> and you know what? What I remember that night is she had a she had her story written down. And when she first started, she started reading her story. And then when the sound went out, you know there was some confusion on stage. But you guys stepped in and brought some entertainment and got the sound system back. But when she got back on on stage, she said, "You know what? I've got this. But I'm just going to set aside and talk." And this 11-year-old stood in front of this crowd of people and just shared from her heart. And I remember that night, right? We, we ended up on stage together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, if I recall correctly, I, I offered her a job on the spot and said, when you get old enough to go to work, I want you to come work in my company. Yeah, because uh, she was so impressive. And this is a young lady who was in that multiple seizure arena, if I remember correctly, isn't that true? Yeah, so before, yeah. She, before she knew we even had a gingerbread gala that we'd ever asked her to speak at it, she and her she had come up with how she was going to be thinking about epilepsy, better in her words than mine, but uh, she called her different seizure types snickerdoodle, snickerdoodles or gingerbreads. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And when we saw what she was going to say, we thought, oh my gosh. And she just frames things in a way that she can continue, um, you know, not letting it seizures stop her mm-hmm. and however fearful she is of them or however she has to think about seizures she knows that she wants to do things in life and um, might set her back a little bit but it's not going to stop her mm-hmm. and I think that that evening she learned what it's like to be a leader yeah exactly. you know to be able to say it's okay everybody I, I know that the this the power went out and seizures happen in, in the middle. Of, you don't know when a seizure is going to happen, and you don't know when your PA system is going to go down. Right. But she's dealt with both of it now, and she's going to show you how to get there, and she's going to bring others along. Exactly. And she does it with a smile, just like you do. <laughs> so this past one that we just had a couple of weeks ago, she performed at this one. I'd share with everyone a little bit about what she did at the latest one. Well, it, it all seems to fit together nicely when it happens. But um, she... The, the family had reached out to me in uh, the winter time, and uh, the, her mom said that they were on a ski trip, and that's something I, that's one of my passions. So mm-hmm. skiing, and she said that they were they hadn't had she hadn't Emily hadn't had a seizure in a long time, so um, they they didn't know what to do, and they didn't want it to ruin the trip, and they were just looking for guidance and. Should, what should we do? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'm not I'm the medical expert, and I always default to our team of social workers and people that really guide people at the Epilepsy Foundation through this. 
But there's one thing I, I can be an expert at, isn't that skiing? Mm-hmm. So I knew the type of environment she could be in. And a lot of times I think parents and, and other people in life, they, they, you know, they try to control the situation so much that you can't live. So whether we, we provide experiences for people so, or safe environments where people can go to camp. So I said to her mom, well, maybe you need to get back out there and go skiing because you can't let things stop you. And I think sometimes we just, I, I heard from the mother though that she kind of maybe wanted to do that, but she wants the assurance that it'd be okay to do that. And I think that's great that she reached out and asked for that, you know, for guidance there. And um, she was able to go, go back and make that beautiful day of skiing and freshly fallen snow and create a different memory than having to leave something right, that exactly. she loved and her exactly. family. Exactly. And she had the courage to do that. And her mom had the courage. And the whole family said they wrapped their arms around her when they were riding the lift. Mm-hmm. And she could do it safely. And she got back out there. And there's no stopping her. And so what she did at the gala is that she danced to, um, she, she does ballet, and she's been studying it for some time, so she's very talented. And she's a freshman in high school now. At yes, Park, she's a right? freshman yeah. in high school, yep. and so she uh, danced to Let It Snow. Uh-huh. And it was a, a modern in, improvisation, ba- you know, more modern dance and some ballet. Yeah. And uh, she shared that with everybody, but she also, she spoke before she, she danced. Right, exactly. And not everybody does that. We talked about that in the office. Cause, mm-hmm. So it's one thing to ask somebody to dance or to speak, but she, she can step up, share her story, something that's very close to her, mm-hmm. and then dance and share the love. And I love that. You know, when, it, when I hear people speak from their heart, I always take notes and write things down and go, I got to use that. I have to use that. And one of the things I heard her say that night was, you know what, I'm just going to let it snow. I'm just going to let it snow. And, you know, if there's one thing leaders could, could walk away with, sometimes you just need to let it snow and, and keep going in life because you're going to have challenges. Life's going to throw you those curveballs, right? And here's a young lady that I first met when she was 11. She's now a freshman, and she's teaching me how to live my life. And I'm 63 years old, you know, <laughs> and I'm going, man, I love this. I, I, I love this because... It's, she's just very, very special. And, and being able to talk about what she has, now she can help other people. And you and I have talked that, that once we go through this, we now have a responsibility to go help people that mm-hmm. face the same challenge, right? So Yes, and uh, then I think it also in the context of that, is being able to have a foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, why do you work there? Why do, I love the people and I love all the people that help and all the doctors that help us, and all the staff members that dedicate hours and hours, and all the people that come and volunteer. But we want to have an expressive arts program. We want to have a venue that she can perform. We want to have a venue where she can speak and dance and share her story and connect with other friends. Right. So that's what drives us and what, together. What, what I love about having kids like Emily involved is you inspire people who have the means that attend the event to be able to write some checks and, and help the foundation make a difference in that life, right? And and it isn't that you're out trying to raise funds. I mean, that's what we like to do. But the stories are so powerful that come out of what you guys do and how you help everybody. So now I'm going to go from the younger generation now to someone a little bit closer to me. And you know who I'm talking about, right? Yep. 
my, <laughs> my other hero. And um, it's a lady I met uh, several years ago at the gala. And uh, she was walking around with some headsets. It's okay that I, I share some of that? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, and I thought, okay, well, I, I, I've never met her before, so I don't know what's going on. And I would uh, go, okay, well, that's okay. Want to at least listen to some music or whatever. And what I found out from Kathy a little bit later was she wore these headsets to keep sound out that would impact her in a negative way. And it was her way of fighting the environment that caused her to have seizures. And if you think about that, think about all the noise that we have. And I know I've experienced with mine that I can't watch fast paced video games. Mm -hmm. You know, they've gotten so fast and the, and the lights uh, flash and there's, there's things I can't watch because I know that's gonna put me in my zone that I have to be careful. So I need to stay away from that stuff. Well, she's in that zone from a sound standpoint. Mm -hmm. And she was there that night. I didn't realize she was gonna speak that night. And Kathy loves to take pictures. So we're all together, we're, we're, we're together. We're, we're and all of a sudden, Kathy grabs Mary and, and hugs her. And I sat back and went, okay, well, that's, that's neat. I, I understand, Kathy's a hugger. So, but then I realized something else was going on. And you were helping her through a little event when she had in public and I'm going, I'm watching some courage here. Now, what I remember about that night was you were hugging her and you were smiling and you were talking to people like nothing else was going on. You were helping her, but you were making it look like this was all part of the picture. And I went, that's pretty special because I know what it feels like to have that seizure in public. I've had those in public when I was younger and it's not fun. It's, it's really not fun. So she's protecting Mary. Now here's the thing, folks. You know, when that would happen to me when I was a teenager, I would just go hide for a while. I wouldn't want to go out in public, I wouldn't go out. Not Mary, she sat down, had her dessert, watched the program, but then she got up at the, at the end and she spoke that night and encouraged people and told a little bit about her story and I went, I don't know how she does that because I would have headed for the doors. Yes. So Mary and I see each other every year at the gala. And so we got hooked up this past one and it was a hug fest, kiss fest, and we, we just love each other. And um, I know I kind of touched on general things, but share a little bit about the courage that this person has and what she's going through because she is always smiling as well. I, I don't know what it is about you and the foundation, but everybody you touch has the same smile you have. <laughs> and, and if you were here in the studio, she's smiling from ear to ear and she's always smiling. Um, and it's contagious because we all walk away smiling. And so Mary smiles from ear to ear every time I see her and we just have a good, good chat for five or 10 minutes and it's always a special time for me, yeah. And, and she wants to make the connections with others that, that make them feel comfortable but also let them know that she wants, it's about all about love when it comes to Mary. Mm -hmm. And she wants everybody to know everybody's all in this together yep. and it's all going to be okay. Yeah, it is. And we got to make every moment precious and special. So when I was there with Mary, I just tried to carry through the essence of what she has mm -hmm. and that everything would be fine and okay. And she is incredible that she can just, she just picks up and keeps going and rises to the occasion when it needs to be. But she also, I've spent time with her 
And she knows the pain of what it feels like to be isolated mm -hmm. because of her lifestyle. Yep. Um, and she doesn't, she, she'll ha she doesn't want that to impact her, but she knows that it does. But she also knows when she comes into an environment like a gala and she's wearing her headphones, it's, it's a very challenging environment. Everybody with epilepsy um, can have di different seizure triggers, mm -hmm. but she also feels empowered by the message that she, the most empowerful message that she wants to get across is that, you know, she's there for everyone. Mm -hmm. And um, and it inspires everyone at the same time. And she did a video this year, right? Yes. Yeah, and spoke. And um, so she's my senior hero. My, my she's I, I I love her um, and and what she does and how she does it. And I can't imagine what she goes through every day as well. I mean, she's got some challenges as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, and you, so epilepsy. You know, it's um, most of the time we don't know why epilepsy happens. In the case of um, Emily, we don't know why she has epilepsy. I'm the same way. Doctors yeah. don't know why I, I have this condition. They, all my tests have always come back negative, and they mm -hmm. don't know why. So many different times, we don't know why epilepsy happens. But in Mary's case, she has a cancer, a brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, even though cancer is her challenge she shares, it's the seizures that right. greatly impact her quality of life. Yeah. And so that's what we want to remove is that barrier that a seizures would be impacting someone's life that way. Right. So whereas Mary didn't, doesn't go to a lot of public events, um, she's missed, the, she says, things like weddings of friends and, and other important occasions. But she knew, knows that when she comes to be with the Epilepsy Foundation at a very public event, it's okay. It's okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And... Um, uh, it's it's a it's a special special group of people. Um, now we always teach at uh, SLI Servant Leadership Institute that you have an influence on people that leaders influence those around around us, right? And it isn't just the people we're responsible for. So I wanted to share a little story. What happened to me recently and the influence Kathy has. Now I don't know very many people who can get a doctor to take time on vacation to send an email to a patient that just had a seizure. And that's exactly what happened to me is, is um, <clears throat> I uh, got sick on a, on a business trip, got home, went in the hospital, had, a, had some activity, and next day I called Kathy. I got Kathy on speed dial and she's right there. And, and I think within about 30 minutes I had an email from Dr. Jim. And he was apologized because he was on vacation in France. He apologized to me for taking so long to respond. Now, I don't know how you influence people like that to do that, but every time I call Kathy, I I've got my problem solved in about 30 minutes. So how do you do that? Well, um, I try to find people in my life like you, Art, that's going to keep me going and keep me inspired. So I have to just put it right back at you. So, you know, um, I guess that's why I, I've been there for 16 years when I thought I'd be there for a year yeah. in life. Yeah. So it, it's who who is around you and how can you respond when someone calls? I mean, when you go through life, you want to be there for somebody. So how can you orchestrate your life so that when when you're called to do something you're ready to move right exactly uh, yeah. and and i think that at, 
at the Epilepsy Foundation, there's a lot of people there and connections, but it comes down to the relationships that you have with others. Mm -hmm. So um, it's always good to know a doctor. It's always good to have friends that are there for you and that can help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I wrote a paper in college about all the famous people that, that have, have this disorder. And uh, I had to give a speech. I was in a speech class and that's what I wrote about. I decided to write about it. And I gave the, this speech and I got an A. And I talked to the instructor after. She said, let me ask you a question. Do you, do you have epilepsy? I said, yeah, I do. She said, I could tell. You were very passionate about, about sharing some of that stuff. And I didn't share a whole lot. I just wanted people to know that there's a whole lot of people that have this disorder that's out there. And they're living normal lives. They're dealing with their challenges every day. And normal life for us is, gosh, man, we make it through the day without any challenges, right? From a, from a physical standpoint. Yes. And we take our meds, we, we eat the right things, and some of the things they're teaching us now is, is what you eat can actually help you deal with our, our episodes, right? Uh, when you eat it, how you eat it, and all that kind of stuff. And it's an amazing, amazing field in the research they're doing. But uh, you're, you're positively impacting a lot of lives right now. And I'm not sure you really know what your smile brings to people. Um, I, I think you do, but I think sometimes it's just become second nature to you. Uh, it's what you do, and you do it from the heart all the time. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I thank you for um, guiding me on a different leadership journey and, and enabling me to have a different type of life than I thought I was going to have even before I knew you, Art. Mm -hmm. So I've been there maybe half the time. Half the time has been with Art Barter and half the time without. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you it's much better with Art Barter <laughs> in your life. <laughs> now, I don't know how to express that, but I remember one Sunday I was listening to a podcast. This is most recently. It was a Servant Leader podcast, but it was featuring you. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't through the Servant Leader Institute, but it was a podcast. And I thought, what better thing to do than be hiking up a hill and listening to Art Barter on a podcast? I love the modern way. <laughs> so all of a sudden, two things I remember from that. Um, one was the incredible organization you have here, and you had an employee that was challenged with, uh, I, I don't, I think she needed to take time off to care for her family. Yes. And um, <clears throat> the others had ri risen to the, the occasion and given them some of their paid time off. Exactly. I right. remember that. Mm -hmm. but. The biggest aha came when you were talking about, I think it was some type of budgeting thing. Because, yes, you know, we're transforming lives, we're doing this, but the day-to-day -day work in the nonprofits is like any other business and any other family. You know, we've got a monetary budget thing. Yeah, exactly. It. Right. So give me your budget. Lay out your budget. Donors want to be investors. Give me the budget size. And so you said something like, you know, I, I trust people. You know, here, get this done. Do what it takes. You know, you trust them that they can allocate funds accordingly. And, you know, if it needs to be frugally or not frugally, however it needs to happen, mm -hmm. just get it done. And so I'm like jumping up. I got a little leap in my step a little higher because I thought, <laughs> yes, I just need to be validated the way I'm trying to run some of the organization over right. there or not run. It runs me. But um, I thought that was a I, – I don't really – I've tried not to have organizational uh, positional titles either. Yeah. So when you run into certain people, it's like, okay, fine. I can. What I'm doing isn't crazy, and it actually can work. Yeah. <laughs> so you just need to come around enough people to say, like, 
there can be another way. There can be a vision. Yeah. When I was in business school, I tried to write some papers on, you know, some like the cause leadership and having a cause. And the marketing professor, he didn't understand. You mm -hmm. know, you just have to be there to make a profit. Right. That's it. Yeah. And whatever my paper was, you said you wrote a paper and had pa I had passion. There was no acceptance there. Right. So now there's plenty of people that have, you know, service-based organizations and community and social responsibility. And um, that's working its way into the workplace. People want but, purpose. They yeah. Want purpose in their life. So, yeah. so keep spreading the word, Art. Yeah, well, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm a part of that parade. Now, you, you have been to, I think, every conference that we've had. Yes. Is that right? So yes. You, and the first one, I was not feeling very well, but I thought, I have to get got, down there. You got to go, right? So um, <laughs> uh, share one or two things that you've learned over the years in attending the conferences. What, 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 is there anything that sets us apart from, from others out there or anything special that you would, you would say you really got to come? What sets the, the conference apart is, is you and your way, Art, because you do it. In your, like you say, when you speak from the heart, there are unique people in life, and there's no other art barter. But the way you're doing it is beautiful, and it needs to continue and continue to spread to many, many other people. So I would hope that this conference keeps building. Mm -hmm. You attract wonderful speakers and um, engaging speakers. And I think it was John Maxwell was the first conference I went to, uh -huh. and he was kind of. You know, I think he speaks in hundreds of places all over the year. He does. And, and he, you know, he's had to rise the occasion. <laughs> you could tell that, you know, there's been times when he's like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can get this done. How can I get this done? And so when you hear somebody else say that, it's just like, you know, oh, that person has epilepsy. They're still living their life. I can do that. Exactly. Right? So you just yeah. have to see these these uh, role models, I guess, out there doing it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe someone opens up a path that's a little bit less resistant. And I think a servant leadership path um, works for me. It works for others. And it should, and it enables, um, you know, the other people that join us on our staff at the Epilepsy Foundation, they're better because this model opened up yeah. for me eight years ago. And it, it's an easier way to live and a more inspiring way to live. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to share a story about you in the last conference. Uh, last conference, we talked about the music of servant leadership. And, and I did something I've never done before on stage. I brought my keyboard up and did some, some music stuff. And we were talking about how music unites us. And I had some examples of some of the most requested songs. And one of those songs was YMCA. And we were thinking before the conference, we're going, who can we get up and go on stage to do the YMCA while we're playing this song, right? And I'm going, Kathy West. Kathy West, she won't hesitate one second. We'll ask her, she, just like that, right? And I'm going, okay, yeah, I think, I think she'll do it. Yeah, I know she'll do it. Well, we asked her, I, are you kidding me? She was up on stage so fast. And what was amazing is once you started and a couple other people got on stage, we had too many people on stage doing YMCA. And we're going, <laughs> you can't script this kind of stuff. I mean, you, you really can't. And, and there's things that bring people together. And what we found is servant leadership is one of those, those things that bring people together. And they can have a good time. They can be themselves. They can smile. They can have a great time and not have to worry about how they're viewed, right? Which is 
what we try and teach teach people that have this this um, epilepsy is you don't be don't be concerned about what people think of you. Live your life, mm-hmm. right? And, yes. And deal with your life and 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 do the right things. And guess what? You can still live your life to the fullest, right? And have a great time and do things. So. Uh, one last story I'm going to share about myself, and I shared this at, at the foundation three or four years ago. Um, one of my first jobs was with a large company up in Orange County, and I'm not going to use their name because everybody would know who they are, but I went to work for them uh, when I was in high school, I think my last senior year, 18 years old. And uh, I started work there, that was back when you had to go in for physicals. They hired first, and then they had a, a doctor on site, so you went and saw them. They found out that I was taking medication for epilepsy, and a week later I was fired and let go. And I was devastated because I wanted to work for this company. That was my dream to work for this company. And I went home and I told my parents, my, my, my mom, I thought my mom was going to go through the roof, you know. And, and they worked with the executives at this company for about 30, 40 days. And about two months later, I got my job back. I didn't get the job that I wanted because they wanted me to work behind the scenes, not in public. It's a public company, so you have to be either in the public or behind the scenes. And, you know, when I think about that back then, it, it didn't bother me as much as it would today. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that the work that you guys do at the foundation has changed the mindset of people who don't have what, what, what we have that, you know what, we're just regular people. We're regular folks just trying to live our lives. And you guys have changed that perception out there to where, you know what, it's okay. Uh, we're going to let it snow. And we're going to let it, let, we're going to live life to its fullest. And you guys have been a big part of that. So uh, my hero today, Kathy, you always are my hero. I love being around you. So thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Art. Thank you for letting me be a part of your life. And and also, thank you for sharing your story of epilepsy, Braveheart. Braveheart. uh, You guys guys showed me the way. So uh, it took me a long time, but you guys showed me the way. So thank you for that. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us today. Uh, We hope we've we've added some value and showed you uh, how to be courageous in your leadership style and influencing other people. So uh, we love you all. So take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. A quick reminder, our 2018 conference is set to be one of the most exciting to date. Shift into Drive, Navigating Servant Leadership is a theme that promises to deliver a custom roadmap for you to integrate servant leadership into your work. Log on to our website at www.servantleadershipinstitute.com to register. Also, we are excited to announce that our SLI publication, Farmer Able, written by our founder, Art Barter, is now available on audiobook. You can find it on iTunes and Amazon with links on our website. For all of us at SLI, thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day.